When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 337. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. It's us now. It's just us. Just baseball. Just baseball. I'm not even... I, I couldn't be less tapped into the NBA, so I don't even recognize that that's actually going on right now. Did you did you watch LeBron's record-breaking game by chance? Or I just watched in? the highlights. I just I just saw the highlights and uh, in his in his. I LeBron bugs me, dude. He does. He just he bugs me. Self-proclaimed LeBron hater, but I still tuned in because I was like, I just, I just want to be able to say that I, I saw it. Like I, yeah. I remember exactly where I was when for Kobe's right. last game when he dropped what was like sixty or whatever, just stuff yeah. like that. Even I if do I don't remember. Even care. Yeah, that one's a good one. That one's a good one. Yeah, I understand it. It's just he, he just he bugs me, dude. He just drives me crazy. Uh, it's yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Now the football is over. Football's done. Like my attention is fully on on baseball now. Now, are you are you the type of person? I feel like we talk. We have this conversation at at this point in time every year, where spring spring training rolls around. Pitchers and catchers starting to report. In fact, I know we've had this conversation before, but it it I feel like it warrants repeating. Do you truly get excited when you start seeing these graphics come out after the Super Bowl, where all these baseball accounts are like, "We're up." baseball's got yeah next. we're up like, next yeah <laughs> or um, you just are do, like do you feel like you have to force it or do you just feel like you're genuinely happy that baseball is here or do you feel like you know you're kind of having to pretend that you're excited and you're really just going to be more excited once games actually start happening so i think there's two two answers to that one as a as a podcast host it's a different story right as a Yankees fan, I don't think it really hits me until I until I turn on the first spring training game. Like it that's the moment where I'm like, I actually get to watch and listen to a broadcast today. That's where I'm like, okay, we're back. You know, that's a very reasonable take because I- Again, we've had this conversation, but and I may who knows I, like different years I may go back and forth like with the yeah. with the uh, CBA negotiations all that stuff that we've seen recently. Like there there've certainly been instances where maybe things have been a little different for me personally, but I feel like overall, generally, I'm not that excited as other as as much as other people would be after like immediately after the super bowl i'm like okay the game just ended like w- yeah we're still a couple days away from even seeing those grainy yeah. six pixel videos from reporters 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think, and and that's, I mean, that's why I said it's two different answers. But like, as for the podcast, for us, I know that like we're getting closer to having certain topics, and there's certain things we're gonna be able to talk about, and and it really is this. I think these next few weeks are gonna are gonna cruise by, um, and it's a little bit different for us this year because we have the World Baseball Classic, so that's kind of changing things, but. Yeah, overall for me as like a true baseball fan, like sit, watch, enjoyment, it doesn't happen until the first spring training game. And then it fizzles out. I'll say that too. After very, like Very quickly. Yeah, I, I after like, <laughs> after maybe about half of that game and all the subs start coming in, I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm over it. Ready for opening day now. Yeah, I that, that's that's fair. I would say I'm probably in the same place. I may even yeah. it may even be less than half a game for me. Maybe it's probably <laughs> like two, once we make it one way through the make the it through lineup. the lineup once. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm like all right. Yeah, I've seen what I needed to see. Bring me opening day. Well, I think it sucks is because like us as fans, we're so impatient that like we we invest so much in the production of spring training it's so hard to like remind yourself that like it's not going it doesn't always correlate you know to the regular season like Kyle Higashioka was probably the greatest spring training player on the planet last year had like eight home runs and just you know I think he had like half that in this in the entire yeah, he was season a serviceable so it's like, player I'll give yeah him that. so it's just like you, you get you get stoked about certain guys Greg Bird one to note is probably the greatest spring training player of all time in Yankee history and just you know the exact opposite for the season. So yeah, it's, uh, I think that's the other challenging part of it, right? Like you got to remind yourself that this is just like, it's like walkthroughs, man. You just, hopefully no injuries happen and maybe a, a bomb of a trade or signing will happen or surprise. Like, veteran invite makes the roster kind of thing those are always fun well you mentioned world baseball classic i wanted to get into this a little bit with you because they just uh released the world baseball classic rosters made those official um i want to say what friday friday yeah i think so it was all over social media yeah sometime in the last few days i truth be told i was just a tad confused because I thought we kind of knew what the rosters so did I were just because of guys announcing saying that you know like these all-in graphics that we kept seeing guys right. posting on their on their socials yeah I'll be there I'm looking forward to it guys are doing interviews about it so I uh, the only <laughs> the only takeaway I had and you and I kind of were texting back and forth about it the only real takeaway I had from the the roster announcement was the jersey numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is kind of the only thing that we we didn't really know already. Maybe that was just a Team USA thing. Like maybe the international teams were a little more unclear. I don't know, like what their whole approach towards those annou- announcements yeah. were. But yeah, because like a lot of you got to remember a lot of those international teams, like they don't have big league current guys. You know what I mean? Sometimes they're just playing professional baseball, like in that country, or maybe still in the minor league system. So. Yeah, that I'm assuming is a part of the equation, but I feel like us as USA fans, like we've known even like baseball fans for DR and Venezuela and Cuba and you know, like we've had a pretty good idea of those rosters already. But either way, man, 
I'm getting, I'm getting stoked, dude. I'm like, we just got done talking about how like the six pixel videos in spring training doesn't really yeah. do it for us. This on does the flip it for side, me. yeah. This is this is getting me going and yeah. hearing hearing how these got not just with Team USA but like across the board, international and the like. We've seen multiple or we've heard multiple sound bites. We've seen multiple quotes where guys are saying like, "This is more." Like of a prouder, like this is a prouder moment for mm-hmm. me being named to my national team for this event than getting drafted. I can't even remember who it was. I just saw a quote like yesterday, the day before, where the guy came out and was like, "Yeah, this was a greater moment for me than than being drafted." Um, so just knowing that that's the the mentality that these guys are bringing to this event, and I, yeah. I, I we've talked about it. The baseball world, the baseball world as a whole, I feel like has done a fabulous job kind of promoting this event getting people hyped up for it um you know providing the the fine print details like when it is where where people are going to be playing what pools are going to be where who's in what pool i just feel like of the wbcs we've seen thus far just in terms of the preparation leading into it i feel like this is going to be the strongest showing we've seen of any of the ones we've seen prior to hundred percent, dude. And I think, I think it's awesome that it kind of lines up with like the world cup year. I know it was technically last year for the world cup for soccer, but it's like, I think you're seeing that, like that, that country pride, you know what I mean? Like that. I, I want the gold medal because like, this is for my country. And I want the WBC to look, I understand soccer is the most watched sport in, in the world. It's not going to get there. You know, like the WBC isn't going to isn't going to be this. We're watching all times a day for two weeks kind of situation. But I think this is how it starts. Like, there's no reason why it can't get there someday. Eventually, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. I mean, this is only like the fifth one. Like, this is still really new. And so, like you said, like the the players being bought in and taking a different mentality to it. I think it's. It's exciting, I think, especially for a lot of veteran guys on the roster, specifically the guys that just have like have been to spring training before. They understand their bodies. They understand what they need, and they understand that they are capable of doing this. I think it makes them more excited. It's almost like, it's like, dude, we don't have to go. We don't have to go to regular spring training. Like, it's that's boring. Been there, done that. I'm good on my own. Like now I get to play meaningful baseball. So yeah, I'm pumped and it obviously helps that we're going. So, Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> and you mentioned the meaningful baseball. I hope and pray that we see a repeat or maybe even stepping it up a level in terms of intensity that we get from these guys. Like I mm-hmm. need to see an Adam Jones leaping up, Dude. robbing a home run esque yeah. play or style of play yeah. or level of effort from these guys this year, because like, I get it. It it's, it's not an MLB sanctioned thing. I understand that. Like they, these guys have contracts that they have to worry about. They mm-hmm. have their own personal health that they have to worry about, but nothing would be, do more for the game of baseball on an international level than to see any and all of these teams coming out just firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders. 
Yeah. Like we yeah. absolutely need that. And I don't, oh, yeah. whether it's guys on the bump and, and I get it maybe a little different for guys on the bump, but the, the, I just don't want there to be certain facets of the game, at least from team USA's perspective. Cause obviously that's who we'll be tuning in most to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll be, we'll be there watching them, but just over the course of the event, I just don't want there to be, you know, certain facets of the game where we're seeing like, a hundred percent and other facets are dialed back. Like I just, yeah. I just want to see like guys, especially the veterans, like you said, who have been around the block, know what to expect of themselves, know what they're capable of yeah. uh, doing at this point in time of the year to really just let it eat. Cause I, I just feel like they have baseball as a whole has a incredible opportunity with this event. So Oddly enough, I, I was sort of having this this conversation. We were over at Paige's parents' house for, for the Super Bowl yesterday. And we were talking about how like Patrick Mahomes' ankle has been kind of acting up and they like he kind of tweaked it during the game yesterday. And then like you saw him like at moments during clutch times in the game, he just take off and and run for a first down. And they're like, go down, go down. What are you doing? Like, don't get hurt. And I tried to tell them, and I was like, when the adrenaline kicks in. You you know nothing but that instinct that you've been training for your whole life. Like, if the adrenaline can take away the pain, you're going to do what you normally do. And so that same argument applies to, I think, these, you know, these games. If a ball's hit in the 5-5 gap, I don't think you're going to see Nolan Arenado react any differently in a USA jersey than he would a Cardinals jersey. You know what I mean? Like, he is going to be Nolan. Nolan going to be Nolan. And I think that just it hopefully, like you said, just is that underlying understanding amongst all of these players that it's like, this is the way it's going to be, but it's a little extra flavor. I I love, I think there's going to be a ton of like long lasting bat flips standing there. Like these, you're going to see so many different cultures at these games it's going to be sick, dude. It's going to be sick. And it's going to just sprinkle a little, little extra on what we're used to. Yeah, you know, like in a dream world, in a dream scenario, not only would you most likely not see Nolan Arenado pulling up on a ball that's just outside of his range. Yeah. In an ideal world, I would love to think that with USA across his chest, you see Nolan Arenado mm. maybe get to a ball a that extra? he just wouldn't get to in a regular yeah. season game <laughs> a on a juice. random Tuesday in June. Like, that's yeah. just me. I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, but let's just run through this lineup, uh, this roster real quick, just to give people who maybe don't know the, the full scope of what uh, Team USA is bringing to the table here for this WBC. So uh, just running through the pitchers here real quick. Uh, we've got Adam Onovino, Adam Wainwright, Brady Singer, Brooks Fraley, Clayton Kershaw, Daniel Bard, David Bednar, Devin Williams, Jason Adam, Kendall Graveman, Lance Lynn, Merrill Kelly, Miles Michaelis, Nestor Cortez, Nick Martinez, and Ryan Presley. Uh, behind the dish, we got JT Real Muto, Kyle Higashioka, Will Smith. On the on the infield, we got Bobby Stacked. W- yeah, Bobby Witt Jr., Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Pete Alonzo, Tim Anderson, Trey Turner. Uh, and the, around the outfield, we got Cedric Mullins, Jeff McNeil, Kyle Schwarber, Kyle Tucker, Mike Trout, and Mookie Betts. 
and then kind of holding down the the throne from a managerial perspective. We got Mark DeRosa, uh, and then with him, he's bringing Jerry Manuel, Brian McCann, Ken Griffey Jr., Andy Pettit, uh, Luke Collier, Dino Ebel, Abel, and then Dave Rigetti. Dude. I love, I love the, the coaches coming in, dude. That's like, it just adds to it. You know what I'm saying? Like you have Hall of Famers, Hall of Fame caliber players, longtime vets in that dugout mixed with vets. It's just like, you see, and just going back to what we talked about, like not being able to shut it off. There's an on switch and there's an off switch and that's it. There's no in between. And you look through those names, I already mentioned Nolan, but like Wainwright, Nestor Cortez, Clayton Kershaw, those guys aren't playing any differently. They're going to do what they do. And I love, I love the coaching staff. It's so sick, dude. So sick. So if we were, and we've seen projected lineups all over social media, but Mm -hmm. just for the sake of conversation here, now that we're talking about it and taking a little bit deeper of a look at this roster, what would a dream lineup look like for Team USA? In other words, Uh. what's going to be the best collection of players that's going to have the best chance to beat the Dominican Republic. Because I don't know right. if you've seen that roster, yeah, but that's a little concerning from a uh, from for Team USA fans such as ourselves. Uh, okay. So I think we lead off with Trey Turner. That's short, right? I mean that 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 has to happen. That's a that's a safe start. I think um, it's wow, wild that dude. there's so many names on here that aren't going to see the field in the first I inning. I know. That's just insane to me. Um, Mike Trout in center hitting two. You like that? Uh, um, I, I would maybe go Mookie too. Because Mookie to me, actually, no, you know what? Ah, but then you got, you got Kyle Schwarber too. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I mean, don't to me, Mookie and Kyle Schwarber are like two of the most elite leadoff, or the two of the most. I mean, you can bounce them anywhere, but for me, in terms of fit for leadoff, two of the most elite options. All you right. Can have. Well, then I think Mookie leadoff, then Trey Turner second. How about that? Yeah. And then Mike that. Trout third. Mike Trout third. I, I mean, just flip you go, a coin, dude. Flip a coin. So, I would go, yikes, dude. This is, I mean, is Kyle Tucker just going to play left field? Because I'm just kind of looking at the lefties, right? A little balance of lefty action going on. So, Kyle Tucker or Schwarber maybe in that that four spot. You're saying you're saying Schwarber in the four spot? Well, and that's the other thing too. Like, who's going to start at first base? Is it Pete Alonso? Is it Paul Goldschmidt? Who's DHing? Is it Schwarber? I'm absolutely putting Paul Goldschmidt in at first. I'm sorry. Like, I I just don't care. I agree with you. Like, Pete Alonso. Sorry. You can go go squat. Go uh go do some deadlifts in the in the tunnel while you wait. Because 
Pauly Goldschmidt's I mean, playing first. Whatever you want, dude. Just whatever you want. Like it, you're not gonna miss. Um, I know Jeff McNeil is listed as an outfielder, but I'm assuming he's playing two bag, right? Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be my guess. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing so line at like six, seven. Yeah, I'm seeing lineup projections that have Pete Alonso DHing over over some of these guys. I'm seeing a lineup here that has Pete Alonso in the lineup and not Kyle Schwarber. On what what planet are we living on here, folks? Well, the lefties are going to have to get in. I mean, there's only so McNeil, Cedric Mullins, Schwarber, and Kyle Tucker. The rest are righties. So those lefties are going to have to get into the mix. You're just you got to get your anti Pete Alonso bias out of here <laughs> he's he's gonna do you know he's gonna do something good he's gonna do something he, big you're gonna root for it when you well, see it you say anti if you have paul goldschmidt pete alonzo hey i'm with you guy i'm just saying you gotta have pete alonzo in the lineup at some point if you have paul goldschmidt pete alonzo and kyle schwarber tell me who's getting left off there it's so hard i don't know it's not. I don't know. It's not. I don't know. Like who's who's getting in at bat later in the game because they're not starting the first seven innings. Sorry, that's Pete Alonso. I don't know. I'm I'm glad I'm not Mark DeRosa because I. You get. I wouldn't want to deal. You with get this. forty plus power from from Schwarber. You can slot him in at leadoff if you wanted to, but I I don't know if he sees a leadoff spot in this tournament. I doubt it. And you get you get a guy coming from the left side. So like what is there to debate? There's gonna be so much rotation within this lineup. And I like that it's not like it's not like all star size. You know what I mean? All star size makes it annoying. I'm glad that they it you know what I mean? Like the structure of this is cool. If they let too many guys in here, then he's having to worry about like getting guys playing time. This is just I'm going to get my dub. I'm just out here to get dubs and probably look through quite a bit of analytics to make sure you're putting the best lineup out there. It all comes down to the the pitching, who they're going to be facing and stuff like that. That's the only thing that has me nervous, by the way. Our pitching staff doesn't get me super fired up. Yeah, I mean, you got Nestor Cortez towards the top of your rotation. Like, eh. Yeah, like it's not that it's, not that he's like Nestor's not great, worthy of but that, like, yeah. but it, it, when you're going up against some of these international lineups, uh, yeah, like you'd be hoping for some some bigger studs, but that's I mean, always well, going to be the case. I mean, I, mean, I didn't. What's the Dominicans? Let's see what Magic Wayno still now. got left, man. I mean, Kershaw, True. he he'll give you he'll give you good good starts, but I mean, God, with the way we saw last year pan out, Kershaw. Has one one moment of discomfort and he's getting pulled in the second. So I don't know how much you can expect from him. Uh, the Dominican pitching staff is absurd. I mean, our absurd. Our relief and back end is pretty our, solid. Yeah, bullpen sick. 
I mean, prepared. they we got some dudes. Like, bro. My goodness. Uh, this is going to be a heavyweight matchup if the DR and USA meet in the in the in the in the finals. I'm I'm gonna need it. I can't even remember. I didn't even look at the structure. I'm assuming it's like a like a series, right? Like a three game set, five game set. I don't know. Five's I, a lot. I wouldn't think. How did the How did the last one end up? You did got they me. Do? I don't know. Let me see if I can find. So I'm it. wondering if that's too much of a toll for these guys this early in the year. Run through that. Run through that Dominican roster. Let these people know what what USA is up against. All right, so Dominican Republic. We're looking at from a pitching perspective. We got Brian Abreu, Camilo Duvall, Carlos Estevez, Cesar Valdez, Christian Javier, Diego Castillo. Et- <laughs> Eniel De Los Santos. I'm as white as Wonder Bread, so forgive me on some of these names. Uh, <laughs> Hennessy Cabrera, Gregory Soto, Hector Neris, uh, Jarlin Garcia, Yarlin Garcia. Yo, give me a break here, folks. You're crushing cut, it. Like, cut me. Give me just a somewhat easy name. Joel, how do you say it? Pie Amps. <laughs> do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, you can sit there and laugh. You're not the one reading off the list. Uh, all right, here's one I know. Johnny Cueto, Jose Le- Leclerc, Luis Garcia, Rafael Montero. Just so you guys know, like I know who these guys are, but the names just always, always trip me up. Uh, Ronel Bl- Blanco, Sandy Alcantara, Yimi Garcia, Francisco Mejia behind the dish. Gary Sanchez behind the dish. Uh, infielding. We've got Gene Segura, Jeremy Pena, Cattell Marte, Manny Machado, <laughs> Nelson Cruz, Rafael Devers, Robinson Cano. Wait, isn't <laughs> Nelson Cruz? He's the GM, too, I, I read. Uh, Really? I didn't know that. That's Unless cool. It, let me double check. Was this like another Nelson Cruz? Also, the championship is just one game. It's on March 21st. Yeah, he is a GM. Wait, what'd you say? Championship's just one game. Yeah. March 21st okay. in Miami. Yeah. I kind of like that, to be honest with you. For this particular event, I, I like the one game. Uh, Robinson Cano, Vladdy Jr., Wander Franco, Willie Adamas, outfield, Elo Jimenez, Jimenez, Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, Teoscar Hernandez. Bro, just unfair. Completely stacked. Um, I mean, there there are honest talks about this being the greatest roster to play ever of all rosters anywhere. You could argue it. You could Team, absolutely argue it. Team USA just needs to pretend that this is the USSR. Yes, this is the miracle story for sure. This is the miracle story for Team USA. It I can, love that we're underdogs. I it love can it. be done, but we yeah. are certainly underdogs. I like it. I like that. It gets me juiced up. I think. I think it gets them amped up too. Yeah. 
Oh boy. I can't it's, wait. Yeah. If we lived uh if we lived closer to Miami. Yeah, selfishly, I'm I'm kind of upset we don't get to see the DR play Team USA I, while we're out there. I wish but Team USA was in it, but it, you have to match them up. I don't want them I don't want to yeah. lose one of those teams in pool play. Yeah. Yeah, that would suck. So I mean, uh, lineup wise, I think the takeaway here is that Pete Alonso is trash and <laughs> doesn't belong on this team. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I'm sorry, but I'm taking I'm taking Schwarber or Goldschmidt ahead of him. I'm 10 with times you. out of ten. I'm with you. He's gonna get some big at bats though. <clears throat> and then we got Mookie. I think rocking three. Is that what I saw? Is that what we saw on the jersey store? Oh boy. I, why doesn't he just change that full time? Yeah, instead of 50, it's going to be rocking number three. Where was that? I think it was on like lids, wasn't it? Yeah. We can customize it or not customize, but pick whichever jersey. Pick a player. Are You, you are getting one, right? I'm going to see. I'm just going to wait till we get out there. But, I mean, if it's just outrageous, I don't know, but. It's going to be an expensive week. That's for sure. Yeah. But. Worth it. Yeah. that I think that's the other thing about this, too, is that, like, we're getting. How many times can you and I say we're getting a new baseball experience? You know what I mean? Like, there's only so many. Yeah. I mean, how many times can you watch the Red Sox beat <clears throat> up on the Yankees in the postseason? Like, oh, it's, it's fun and all. But, yeah. I mean, after a while, it gets a little stale. Whatever is going to keep you a little water stale for the next few yeah, years. Yeah, so I mean you're right. Totally new new experience for both of us. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. This will be this will be a good time. And if we can get Ryan out there, oh, we need Ryan out there bad for this. Yeah, I we know. need Ryan, Mister Ripkin out there. Um, I mean we we could go through a lot of other lineups international wise, but. We'd be I, here all day. I, yeah. I think we understand that these are the two heavy hitters. I think we understand what the threat here is. Side note, the other thing I'm excited about, I think, um, <clears throat> isn't uh, Yachty Molina managing Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico, yeah. So that's going to be cool. Sure is. Yeah, and they were talking to him about if they lined up with Team USA with with Wayno on the bump he was like yeah I, I would know every pitch it's coming yeah, but yeah dude 100%. <laughs> i mean i need that i i don't know yeah. i don't know how the pools are are shaped shaped up yeah. like are, are dr in puerto rico both in miami uh let me see real quick i'll pull that because i would I love to see usa play both of those teams yeah so in miami it's puerto rico venezuela dr israel Nicar nicaragua usa's got it got it light USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, Great Britain. Who I mean, knows, dude? Maybe those it's maybe light, pool uh, D pool D in Miami is just gonna beat up on each other. And then when USA moves on. I don't know. This is just gonna be good baseball no matter what. I'm excited, what, man. I'm honestly the the lineup in uh, in Japan looks crazy too. Tough, tough to force Cuba to go all the way to Taiwan. That's a that's a tough look when Miami is is <laughs> right there for you. I mean, I don't know who like oversees this this whole event, but I mean, if if the United States has any role in that, they're like, you know what, you've made life difficult for us 
yeah for a while <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna ship you out to taiwan i like yeah. i don't know there i'm sure there's a lot of political uh implications at play here maybe not nearly as much as like the world cup or anything but i'm sure there's a little bit of back and forth but yeah man pool pool c let's hope us team usa has it light pool d is gonna be one fun pool to watch feel bad for israel and nicaragua I mean, maybe maybe this is their miracle year. Maybe they're looking at these other teams like USSR. Who knows? Very true. I think um, Ian Kinsler is managing Team Israel. Israel, yeah. I think so. I like that. I like this. I like bringing... And what's cool, I think what I'm most excited about Mark DeRosa managing is the fact that like he's actually trying to get managing jobs. Like he's applied for managing roles for openings. And yeah, it's like this, he, this he's is like, gonna a, ha- like a little bit of a test. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and he's going to take it seriously. So I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would say that he is going to pass with flying colors. Regardless of the outcome, yeah. I think we're going to, I think we're going to learn a lot about Mark DeRosa as a potential manager from Dero, Dero's beloved for sure. How can he not? People might disagree with this comp, but I could I could see him having like the Alex Cora vibes where he's like a, a player's manager. They oh, yeah. love him. He's able to communicate with them well and eff- effectively and efficiently. Understands the game. I don't know. Knows how to talk to him. Not too far removed from playing. He, he can dabble in both camps, old school, new school analytics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having gut feel. Like, I just... I hope I just, he gets a job somewhere after this. I do. I hope he I hope he does. Um you know who's not gonna have to worry about getting a new job? You Darvish. Six year, hundred and eight million dollar extension through twenty twenty eight, full no trade clause. Went sixteen and eight with a three ten last year and thirty appearances. I don't know, man. What do you mean? I just, I don't know. Six years to a guy that's going to be 37 this year. Is he that old? He's turning 37 in August. Oh, no. It's surprising. Like, did you just see that update? About the Ghost Runners? No. Nestor isn't pitching in the World Baseball Classic. He just tweaked his hamstring. Why did I get this update? Uh, it's probably a Yankee update. I don't know. It came through Bleacher Report. Are you but... kidding me, Nestor? All right. Dang well, negate it, everything we just said. We're going. We're getting we're, bounced. We're getting. <laughs> we're getting bounced so fast. Oh, it's a good thing we didn't get jerseys. By the way, he was in contention for me. I would have been bummed to get that jersey, and he's not even there. I don't know. If I do get a jersey, I'm either getting. Getting our guy Bobby Witt, or I'm probably going to get Mike Trout. I need somebody to step in. Somebody big to step up. Just give me someone like that's like a top five guy. Just one top five guy right now. Yeah, like somebody somebody set the contract aside just for like a couple weeks mm-hmm. and just realize what's at stake here. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Scherzer, DeGrom. Nah, it wouldn't be any of those guys. Definitely not, but 
those those types of names. I personally don't want to see Garrett Cole get get rocked in the WBC. No, absolutely just shatter not. Shatter all my confidence for all. No, of- I'm pulling for Puerto Rico at that point. If, <laughs> if that happens, um, you you count me out. Uh, absolutely, get a Team Mexico jersey. <laughs> Swapping our team, tickets. Team Canada. I don't even care. Give me a <laughs> give me a Tim Hortons hat. I could not care less if Garrett Cole was. Uh... Well, I just don't want to there. see him get rocked. <laughs> oh, you know it would happen. You know it would happen. And then it'd be it'd be because the 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 humidor in in Chase Chase Field is is off or the sun is shining through the glass too brightly. What a pansy. What a pansy. So this Darvish thing. What's up with the Padres committing to guys through their like age 55 season? I just is this like a flex? Is this a cause for concern? I don't fully understand the Padres, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, no, I mean, look, I with the moves they made, I'm I'm all in on what the Padres are doing over the course of the next couple of years. But these some of these co- contracts are starting to get outrageous. I it's know. like I, I'll give you a pass on on Xander. It would never make that deal ever. But I can I can understand it. Like you missed out on a couple guys. You needed to get another guy mm-hmm. this offseason, one of these top level free agents. Mm-hmm. And it in order to do that, you may have to overspend. You may have to overextend yourself a little bit. I, I'll give you a pass on the Xander thing. Again, don't think it was smart, but I'll give you a pass on this. But signing you Darvish through his he I mean, he's okay, so he's gonna turn thirty seven in August. So that means he would be he the final year that contract would be starting his 42 year old season mm, and he sure. would finish that year 43 i think it's 43 finish 44 either way i don't know i i it's weird because like we go back and forth and we always talk about these teams like hoping we they spend money hoping they push chips in the middle of the table but it's like there's no direction to this and that's what has me a little confused you have like eight shortstops on that team um i'm assuming juan soto is not going to be getting the number he's looking for from the padres so i'm gonna go ahead and assume he's gone right yeah i mean especially if they're even remotely interested in the Shohei sweepstakes. Yeah. Which you can assume they would be. I think everyone's going to be. Well, everyone, sure, could have the interest, but not everyone is going to be willing to foot that bill. And I think the Padres have shown that they're one of the teams that are willing and, and capable of doing that. Man, he's gone. I think he's going to test it. I don't know if he's going to leave, but he's definitely going to test the market. It's all yeah. it's all Padres for this year for sure. Like I understand, like just going all in for this year. But if you're a Padres fan, I'm not buying. I'm not buying a Manny jersey right now. I'm not buying a Soto jersey right now. You know, a lot of things are going to change in the next few years. But I again, they, they, we've talked about this before. They're they're not that high on the revenue list. 
They're really not. They actually do qualify as a small market team. So as as odd as that sounds, as as incredible as San Diego is in the field and in the city, and it's just like it it's all I don't know why it would ever be considered small market, but it is. You know so I don't know where this money's coming from. Assuming we're not gonna get a guy like Jacob DeGrom or Max Scherzer to fill Nestor Cortez's spot. You know mm-hmm. a guy who I'd love to see fill Nestor's? Musgrove. Yes. Yeah, 100%. That guy's a dog. Like, He's that guy is going to give you yeah. what he has yeah. for those starts. Yeah. Give me give me Joe Musgrove. Come on. Step up, it. Joe. We need it. No, no, step Joe. Up for the, step up for the country. Step up for the squad. For club and for country. We need it. We absolutely need it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, again, we, we know Darvish isn't going to pitch into his 44-year season, but at I the end no of the day... I had no idea he was that old. I really had no idea. It's 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 just a little confusing now. Again, I, I'll give you the pass on the Xander thing, but the more, the more of this that you do, I'm going to lose more and more faith that you have some sort of direction because right now it just seems like you're, you're throwing everything at the wall, seeing what sticks Mm -hmm. and then signing a blank check for whatever that is. I'm with you, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's not like I'm rooting against it and I don't want people to think that like we're, we're anti spending money, but obviously we're very pro owners going in. But aimlessly is is a different story. Yeah, just like make. <laughs> I, I'm laughing at myself because I'm sitting here. We're doing a podcast and we're not running a major league baseball club. But it just seems pretty simple to to know that you should be making wiser decisions when it comes to these extensions. Six years for a 37 year old in August. How insane is it? How old do you feel when I tell you that he broke in in 2012? Man, Why so is just, that not registering for me? I had just graduated high school. Why is that? Were. What? Why do I feel like it's been like 2015, 2016? He's been around so long. Those first few years in Texas were kind of a waste of time. Yeah, because refresh me. He's been with Texas. He's been with Chicago. And I feel like I'm missing somebody. Dodgers, right? Oh, Dodge. Yeah, that's what it was. Dodgers. Yep. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was in LA. Yep, sure was. I mean, yeah, 2012 sounds about right. Yeah, he was traded uh, 2017 to the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that sounds right. And I then, still feel so, old, and then shine yeah. with signed with uh, Chicago yep. in 2018. So only a split time there, but it's, uh, it's, I don't know why it just doesn't feel like he's been in the league that long. I don't know, man. Um, I, I hope, I hope the best though. He had a heck of a season last year and it's like, I, if you're able to find that, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's gotta be something out there that is saying that they know how to save these guys and reinvent these guys. And I mean, you're, you're seeing 
you're seeing Verlanders and Scherzers just going deep into careers. Maybe this is the new thing. Well, you we've seen examples of that longevity coming from overseas and just in terms of how they approach uh rehab and right. off season thing. Like it's it's possible that maybe Darvish has a little something extra that maybe somebody else not from overseas uh would have in that situation. For but sure. It's regardless, you, you run that risk when you sign somebody into their early forties that it's not gonna pan out. And I just I don't I get it. I, I, we're not we're not paying him for his age forty two season. It's just I feel like if they would have thrown a three year deal at him, he still would have said yes. Yes, that's all that I'm trying to say. Like, don't you don't have to offer him six years. Just yeah. give him three, four even, but three. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, six is too much. Yeah. Uh, speaking of three year extensions, Boba Shet. This was a this was a budget deal. This was this was going to Bowen saying, "Hey, you got to take one for the team here. We got a lot to do. We got a lot to work on. There's a lot of dudes that we got to figure out. There, the Blue Jays are definitely more prepared this year. I think they have a better idea on what's going on. They've now decided on who's going to move forward with them." You know what I mean? I think that the Biggio stuff, it's that's going to be put to bed. And then you have your guys that you're going to commit to. You know, they moved on from Teoscar. They moved on from Gurriel. So it's like Bichette and, and Vladdy being the guys make a lot of sense. But they're still having to compete. This was this was smart. And I I think we've always talked about how like the Anthopolis moves with the Braves could eventually start to be the new norm um, where, where it's almost like GMs are, are, are would rather do this than arbitration. You know, arbitration is kind of like this safety net thing. And this is still technically arbitration stuff, but you're getting your guy paid. You're showing, you're like, you're acting in good faith. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I know it's just 33 mil, but we're giving to you this, you know, we're giving this to you now. And we're willing to talk again in three years. And we're willing to get you that mega deal. But we got it, we got it, we got work to do. You know? So good for Bobachette on on being this flexible and and managing this kind of thing. Uh, we talked about it earlier. The deal is pretty backloaded. Next year is only he's only making like uh like three, four mil. And then it jumps way through the roof to like 11, 12 for 2024. And then like 17 for 2025. Still a budget deal for Boba Shett. Like it, like that's still, if you, if you said you're getting Boba Shett, even three years at 17 each year, you would have been like still a budget deal. This dude's a stud. He deserves every dollar he's going to get. Yeah, I'll admit. I, I think I slept on Bo a little bit last year. I mean, he hit 290, had 24 bops. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's still working defensively. I get, I yeah. get that. You know, like he's he's still he's still rough at short, but that stuff, man, it's just like it's worth it. And he's such a professional AB. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a young kid looking to get into baseball, that's a guy you watch. If you want to learn how to take an AB, you watch him. And uh, yeah, I mean, 
it's obvious Canada loves him too. It's worth noting that uh, this deal could also be worth up to 40.65 mil if he reaches certain benchmarks or, or thresholds. Mm-hmm. So I think all do things you, considered a, a, a win-win. Do here. you see um, any type of haircut in the, in the three years? Do you see that on the table at any point? I could see it. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm kind of, I'm ready for that. I'm ready to see it. The new, the new hair. I'm ready to see like the, the new mature look. I get the lettuce. I understand if you got it, rock it, but you know what I mean? It's like McCutcheon cut his dreads, you know? Tom Brady used to have a bunch of long hair and then he's just pretty much just went short. Just clean cut, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious to see it. That's all. And if it takes away his superpowers or not. Yeah. I think you see it. As long as there's no man bun. I'm not a man bun. Can't have that. Yeah. Absolutely cannot have that. Yeah. I don't know why they call it a man bun. There's nothing really man about a man bun. Yeah. I mean, if you're Bo, you got the lettuce, you either go with that, just keep what you got, or just go straight clean cut. Don't give me this in between. Can't I think it's it. uncomfortable how like straight uh, I'm uncomfortable seeing how straight it is and how like perfectly cut it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, like the Brandon almost... Crawford look is like, oh, it's a little messy. Little, yeah. You know, like the Jared Saltamachia uh, look where it was like, it was just like long and kind of, kind of all over the place. The Randy Johnson. Ooh, that mullet was scary. Maybe I'd like to see a mullet out of him. That could get me fired up a little bit. I'm trying to picture it. Honestly, I don't know if. There's only a certain amount of guys on this world in this world that can pull off yeah, a mullet. I yeah, think he I might be able it. to do it. I could see it. I don't know if I'd like it, but I could. I think I could see it. I'm all for it. Fair enough. Uh, you know what else I'm all for is uh, the Marlins bringing the teal back. Kind of closing the book here. Just got a couple more items to to run through before we get into our draft. But yeah, the Marlins are bringing the teal back. They're celebrating their thirty year thirtieth uh year anniversary um as part of flashback fridays they'll be bringing back the pinstripe teal uniforms helmets and hats for at least five friday home games at lone depot five friday home games it's kind of a low number but i'm about it yeah so something i don't know if we talked about really at length on here but it kind of went under the radar with Nike coming out and saying that teams have to cut down to four jerseys. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-mm. Yeah. So teams have to be, teams are limited now to four, four unis. And who Oh, I it? did see that. Cause we, we the, there was the joke about like, can the, uh, can the, uh, can the Yankees give up like their two free ones that they're not using yeah, to yeah. other people? Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. Did, I think we did touch on a little bit, but yeah, yeah, like the Mets, I think had to cut their, Oh, which one did they cut? Is it the Blues? No, I think it was surprising because I think they... Did they cut their road grays? 
And they're exclusively. Hold on, I need to look if this it's, up. Are they just black? Just what? Just the white and blacks? Well, no. So they're keeping the black. They've got the white, like the pinstripes. Sure. But I can't remember if they. What cut are they wearing the, on the road? Well, if they did cut the grays, it would be the blue with the gray. You know what I'm talking about? The blue top. It's got like the the. Well, at least it used to. It has like the silver lettering in the middle. They may have changed it. Stupid. Oh yeah, and then the the teams also have to account for their their uh, city connect. Hmm. It it has to do something with the with the sponsorship patches going on there. Has to, like that way you can actually equate the dollar amount. You know what I mean. And you can make it even across the whole the whole league. But the twins just came out with all their new stuff. Was that only four? Yeah, I, I think it was four. Um, trying to see here. I can't find it. Uh. But I think it's possible they eliminated the road grays, which I think is insane. Because I remember just being shocked either way. I can't remember which one they eliminated. Um, I don't think road grays get enough love. No, they don't. People don't talk about it enough. I like gray. Okay, so they so Nike has a four plus one plan. Ah, okay. That's cool. So for this Marlins one, like that's the plus one because it's barely around. It's only five games. Okay. So, yeah. So it says you, uh, I think Nike said you that they can have four jerseys that you can wear home road to alternates plus your city connect when you unveil that. Mm. That's perfect. That's a good amount. I wish the Marlins would bust it out more often, though. Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, it's, a, it's an incredible scheme, a, a color set. Because the the Orioles, the Red Sox are both Fridays for those alternates. They used to wear their Friday Reds, but they just wear it whenever they want now. Whenever. Which I think is garbage, but whatever. And those are the are the Friday Blacks. Yeah, and then they go orange on Sundays. Sundays. I don't like that orange one. Saturday, Sunday. I can't remember. I think the orange one's just okay for me. That's eh. Black is peak. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I I think uh I think that's a good amount. I'm excited to see to see the old school jerseys um come back for the Marlins. I I I want newer franchises when they move and they get a new stadium and it's like, I I want them to, to succeed. I want, it's not about necessarily like competing for rings every year, but it's weird to see a new stadium, not packed, not filled with a bunch of fans and not having a ton of stuff. And I know that the Marlins have like gone through these weird chapters and, you know, Jeter coming in and then leaving and then like stuff being removed from the from the stadium. 
I just want things to, I want them to be a vibe. I don't know how else to say it. I just want that stadium to be fun. I want it to be filled. And I want to see people down there going to games. Yeah, well, I mean, there's. I think there's something to be said too. Like you look at the more traditional teams, like the, and I get it. They've just been around so much longer, uh, a much greater sample size and opportunity for success. I get all that. You look at like the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Cubs, the Dodgers. I think there's something to be said for not just ripping off the Band-Aid every few years and be like, oh, well, our our, our ballpark's 20 years old. Time to right, burn it right. down and and start from scratch. Like I think sure. there's something to be said for building a brand. And not just hitting the reset button every so often. And I'm not saying that's sure. what the Marlins are doing, but ju- you just see, you hear more and more talks about like, well, the ballpark's getting to be 15 years old. We we better start thinking about uh, another mm-hmm. option downtown or something. It's like, well, no, that like, if you don't have any sort of like tradition or or history yeah. or f- foundation that you can build from, like, it's just going to be a revolving door of yeah. mediocrity. I don't know. Uh, it's just you see certain places that make adjustments and like it, the, the Rockies are a perfect example. They're kind of a mess when it comes to their their roster and their organization and things like that. But they're always top 10 in ticket sales. And then you, you watch them not be able to sell that 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 upper deck in right field. And then they just built bars up there. And now it's like a social thing. The Marlins need to get something going like that bring something in that that gets more people there change it up just a little bit even if it's like changing the dimensions of the field like something to get it going again i like that this is happening i like that they're bringing in the the teal again that drip should have never left but they need more they need more yeah, the culture's there. You just need to package it in a way that's and, and present it in a way that's just enticing for the fans and you can get something to, yeah. to, to rally behind. Um last note here, uh Derek Jeter. Real quick, real quick, before we get into that, who's the who's the one player you think of when you hear the those jerseys are coming back? Gary Sheffield. Really? Yeah. I think I'm between I think in between either him or, or, or Pudge Rodriguez. And I know yeah. that most of his time was with Texas, but still. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a, oh, I'm a big Gary Sheffield guy because I'm not. No, yeah. But it's yeah. just, it's one of those. Because I, I do those kinds of things all the time when I see him on Twitter. It's like, oh, who's the yeah. first person you think of when you see the Expos? You're right. And I just do these like little little brain exercises. And for some reason, Gary Sheffield is that guy. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Beckett. Jeff Conine, Cliff Floyd. Jeff Conine, yeah. D-Train. I mean, there's, yeah. there's Dude, a bunch of Dude, Dontrell, actually, that's probably the guy. Yeah. 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 I love it. Well, that's the thing. It's not like who you most associate it with. It's the first person you it's think just of. Who you like, think there, of. To yeah. me, there's a difference. Because if I yeah. was going, like, who I'm associating with, it's completely different than Gary Sheffield. But The Sheffield, yeah. I, I definitely understand that. I agree. Dude just rocked it, man. Yeah. Uh, Derek Jeter announced that he is uh, joining the Fox Sports booth. So uh, him and A-Rod are going to be good pals again. I have very mixed emotions about this. I'm not going to lie. I kind of do too. Like, I'm excited for him. I think he'll be a great fit. I think guys like him and and Brady hopefully will fall into that 
you know, like to, yeah. to make a comp to football, like, well, not so much now. Cause I've, I've heard that and I've heard it for myself, but Tony Romo, I feel like has kind of fallen off the deep end a little bit. Uh, but they're like starting to make like, fun of him a little bit, but yeah, yeah like he's I getting a little over the top. But like when he first yeah. came up, he was like, this guy is a freaking pros pro. And then you got mm-hmm. a guy like Greg Olson, another guy where it's like crushed it yesterday. Yeah. So like, I think, I think guys like Tom Brady, Derek Jeter, I think they'll be okay. I really do. It's, it's odd for me because like you're, you're talking about arguably the most cryptic athlete to ever deal with the media of all athletes is cryptic the word you're looking for or just politically correct answers but i mean yeah i mean he, I think he'd it's... cut it to you straight i feel like i mean not in like a no, 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 not in like sure. a derogatory way but he he i don't think he was he just <sighs> you never saw you never saw anything else but the answer you never heard anything else but the answer yeah. you expected you know what i mean and and there's that's I think I, he put on a masterclass. That's how you kind of survive in in those mass market, large market medias. But I'm curious to see how he opens up a little bit, how he kind of lets loose a little bit. Um, and they have fun. Like say what you will about a Rod, whether you like him or don't. Like he has fun with Big Poppy. They mess with each other. They're you know they're sneaking. They're wearing their rings on the on the show. They're putting Yankee or Red Sox stuff on each other. So, well, I just, I can't, me, I'm trying to picture Jeter doing that and I can't. I just want to clarify ring singular for sure. A Rod, plural for Dave Ortiz. Yeah. Sorry. Just want to clarify. Continue. Yeah. Just want to make, fine. set the record straight. That's all. Well, now the rings are going to be balanced out a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it how it goes and i i mean you did you watch the jeter doc did you watch the captain i watched the first episode i still gotta watch the rest dude obviously there's an entire like section of one of the episodes that talks about the a-rod stuff that's not that long ago yeah and i and i i gotta give credit to to A-Rod kind of owning up to his stuff. Like he's owned up, he's owned up to what he's done and said and and been wrong about and things like that. So it's just I'm not expecting any kind of like rivalry or anything between the two. I'm just trying to picture Derek Jeter not being a player, not being a front office guy, and being entertaining. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I I don't know. And it's not like he, he doesn't fail at things he does. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but that's weird. the thing. That's the thing, though. He's not going to need to bring that entertainment value because you already have Poppy's that on got set. That. Yeah, they've got Poppy's that covered. Got that. They don't need. They don't need more of that. So I think yeah. now how that works in a group of four, five, six guys all in one set at one time. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. But at least from the, I think what they're looking for from him, I think he'll he'll fill that void perfectly like they just need a guy who knows baseball knows what he's talking about has been around the game is just gonna bring you that like you know yeah bread and butter info that you're looking for that insight i think he'll he'll do that and just leave the the shenanigans to the other the other guys is fox like slowly becoming the new espn 
going in on Jeter and in on Brady, like in in. Well, I saw that ESPN was trying to get Jeter because of like working with him with the doc and everything. I think there's a little bit of a rivalry there because ESPN got they stole Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I'm sure there's some sort of rivalry there. And I saw yeah. Yes yeah uh Yes Network was trying to get Jeter too for obvious reasons, but Yeah. I think Fox is just willing to write a bigger check. I mean, it's an appealing uh, for a guy yeah. like that. That's got to be an appealing destination. I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm excited. I'm just uh, a mixed emotions because like I I don't I don't want to I don't want to see him be bad. <laughs> That's all I can say. I don't know how else to say it. I don't want to see him being bad at something. So hopefully he's not bad at this. To be fair, last thing I'll say, we have seen guys take over the analysis role, whether it be in a broadcast booth on MLB network that were greats in the game Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily pan out. Right. And it didn't necessarily, some guys maybe, but, a lot of guys, it didn't necessarily affect their legacy or how the way people perceive them. So sure. I think with the with the resume that Jeter's built up, I think he'll be fine either way. Did they say what the deal was? I didn't see Fox? it, no. no? I, I mean, we know Brady's, but I don't Brady's know. Brady's was fat. It was like 375, I think, for fat 10 or 11. That's a stupid number. Is it safe to assume that Jeter's got to be like at least in the ballpark? I would assume that. I mean, there's a lot of comps to be made there. Like, yeah. I, I would think he's got to get a guy like Jeter. He's got to be in the ballpark. Uh, all right. It's draft time. Let's run through this. For this installment of our drafts, we have baseball families. So we're we're looking at any and all combinations of baseball brothers, father and son duos. Uh, I don't even, there's never been a grandfather grandson duo. So we're not going to necessarily take that into account, but just really any family tree combo that's, that's come through the pipe. Um, We're we're definitely going to miss out on some, so don't, be be gracious for to us. Cut, sure. us, cut us some slack because there is for a lot sh- like i was looking through the, the baseball almanac and it was just stupid long um yeah there's kind of a, a little bit of an ode to the to the kelsey's yesterday you know travis and jason playing against each other in the super bowl mom wearing half chiefs half eagles stuff so yeah i thought that was kind of cool so we're just talking baseball families that you know whatever the combination is siblings parents family in general but yeah so who won the the last draft are you looking it up i'm looking it up i know it wasn't it wasn't close which is garbage because and i know i say this every time but i i felt like i had a legitimate chance to win that draft but i got smoked again <laughs> oh yeah the mlb man crushes draft yeah i got throttled 65 to 35 i don't feel super confident about this one so i think you you, you say got that shot. every time and, and watch it'll be like 85 15 this time <laughs> it's just these people uh, are idiots man and until i finally get a dub they're gonna remain idiots because i've just had enough all right baseball families first overall pick what do you got 
In a oh, weird way, there's some pressure so hard, on you because you, you're setting the tone. Yeah, there. I know. There's so much pressure. So much pressure. Sorry. Well, I was looking up the the draft results. Did you mention anything about like the criteria we're going for here? Like what's? Uh, no, I didn't. It's so. I mean, it's just like overall. I think family success. I don't think you have to like necessarily. I think it's like a, a combination of success and notoriety. Um, notoriety, yeah, just like the the legend of this name. Because there's some guys on here that like you just don't know the full career numbers yeah. on. Like if it's yeah. a, if it's a dad or something, like right. There's just no way of fully knowing until you really dig down. <sighs> um, I think I think for the first overall pick, I'm going with the Griffies. I'm going with junior and senior. Sick. Uh, just just them them being on the field at the same time, and that wasn't a part of the criteria, by the way. I just want to make sure that's clear. Like we don't, they don't have to have been on the field at the same time. It's just the fact that it's a, a family that has had great success in this game. Um, yeah, and I I didn't look up seniors' numbers, but I think they're surprisingly solid. Uh, but obviously, Junior is just up there with one of the one of the greatest. So, yeah, a lot of pressure. My heart's beating right now. Like I don't know, dude. Like I it's all right. I, it's a lot of you pressure. Got, you got the first pick out of the way, and that's a pretty that's a pretty solid. A, I think that's a solid can't miss one. So that's a yeah. solid can't miss. I'm going Griffey's. All right. So for me, this isn't too difficult. I'm going uh Ripken family right off the top. You got that Cal. was my that was my other one. You've got junior, you've got senior, you've got Billy, who's on mm-hmm. MLB network. You've got mm-hmm. Ryan Ripken, a co-host from time to time on the mm-hmm. 30 take, this very podcast that you're listening to. So I got all my bases covered. I don't yeah. I, I think the name speaks for itself. Like that very true. Just one of and the fact that it's more than just and I'm not knocking like the Griffey situation, but the fact that it's like more than two, like you've got right. brothers, you've got father, no, son, yeah. you've got again, Ryan, who mm-hmm. isn't necessarily in the MLB mix, but he's still kind of helping push right. that, that legacy along from a baseball perspective. So yeah. I, I feel very confident about my first That's, pick. And that was the only other pick that I was trying to go back and forth with, with the Griffeys. But you talk about a family that's like, they were all on the field at the same time. You know what I mean? With with dad managing, and and Cal and Billy on the on the field at the same time, like that's that's pretty legendary stuff. So I get it. Second pick, um, I'm trying to see if I can snag them later, but I know who I I know exactly I know exactly Uh, who you're thinking of. I know. I know exactly I, what you're thinking of. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go with them just because uh, I don't. I don't feel confident getting them later in the draft. So I'm going Vladdy Junior and Senior. Wow. Yeah. Um. And I know it's early. I know Junior has not, you know, gotten to Hall of Fame status, obviously. But uh, I, I think seen he's the movie well yet. on his way. I think he's on his way. So yeah, I'm going with the the Guerreros at uh, a, pick number two. It's a great pick. Look, I'm I'm gonna catch some flack here with this one, but I've lost what like 12 drafts in a row. You gotta so shake I'm, things up. I need to shake things up. I maybe need to go against grain a little bit and maybe pull out a, a popular vote here for the fans. Uh, but I'm gonna have to go 
Bobby and Barry Bonds. They were on my list as I well. I mean, like, yeah, we've we've on more than one occasion shared our opinions on on Barry Bonds, but I mean, notoriety was part of the criteria here. So yeah, I mean, it, I don't know how much more notable it gets than than Barry Bonds, and obviously. You throw Bobby in there in the mix. That's a that's a solid duo for a draft such as this. That's my number two pick. Uh, yeah, I understand. I don't uh, feel good about it, but I'm I again gotta shake things up here. I'm uh, I'm going with uh, I think another solid one. I'm not I'm not really rocking the boat too much, you know. So third pick, I'm going with the the Molinas. You know, for for um, all of them to have World Series rings is absurd. And uh, Benji moving into like coaching position. Now you're seeing Yachty move into a coaching position, but obviously just three incredible catchers. Jose um, being the other one, um, solid career between the Angels and the Yankees. Like that, they've been on the field together. Benji and Jose were like at one point together and Benji was coaching and Jose's playing. It's just so cool. They're all just insane catchers and what a legacy. And I think it's even cooler that they're all played the same position. So yeah, give me the Molinas at three. Mm. I may, uh, this is tough. <laughs> this is a tweener spot. You're trying I'm, to figure out if I'm going to get them later, huh? I'm putting myself in the minds of the people that are going to vote, and I just, I just don't know if I feel great about this pick. But from a baseball perspective, this is yeah. such an easy pick. Okay. But I just don't know draft wise w- what this is going to do for me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go the DiMaggio family. Wow, wow. Joe D. I did not Dom, expect that at all. Vince. All right. I mean, you take Vince. I don't. I didn't even know there was a Vince. You take you take Me Vince neither. out of the mix. Joe and Dom. Yeah. Like I don't need to to defend this pick. Go look at the numbers. Sure. I understand. Uh, uh, I think there's I think there's not too many people familiar with Dom. That's fair. As far as the Again, average fan goes, this and could that's be, why I said putting yeah. myself in the minds of the voters, they're going to look at that yeah. and go, "Whoa, what a stupid pick!" But yeah. no, from a baseball from a baseball point of view, yeah, I'm whatever. I don't need this. <laughs> uh, I got what the, do we have? Four. I, I got the DiMaggio's back. I don't even care. Yeah, yeah, going to four. For, um, despite recent activities, no, I still think it's going to be just fine uh, overall in the in the in the long run of things. But give me the Tatis family, the Fernandos at uh, at pick number four. This is going to be the worst discrepancy in terms of voting results, just because 
some of our fans are, or some of our listeners are just idiots and they're going purely off off recency bias. They're going to go, I, who's Joe DiMaggio? Freaking <laughs> idiots, dude. So I might as well just concede the draft now. Like, I I don't even care. People are, I, I can't help that people are uneducated when it comes to guys like Joe DiMaggio, Dom DiMaggio, the Ripkins. <laughs> I, there's probably people that don't know who Cal Ripken is. Uh, I can't. I can't fix stupidity, so I might as well just concede the draft now. It's fine. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not because at this point, it's it's not looking great. <laughs> it's not looking great, and you I got two picks left. I think there's two two names that can get you really back into this hunt. Whether you have them written down, whether you remember them or not, I probably it's a different don't. story. I probably mm-hmm. don't. All right. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm such an old head. I'm going to go Prince and Cecil Fielder. Oh, no. I was wanting them for last pick. Oh, that hurts. I just got you back in it. Two I just of got the you more back feared hitters Damn of it. their respective eras. Cecil and they Fielder. finished at the same exact career home runs. Yeah. Cecil Fielder number. put a ball into the light tower at Tiger Stadium back in the day. Look it up. It's a wild video. Two of the most feared hitters in their respective eras when they when they were at their highest. I mean Prince hitting it Prince hitting it in the river in Pittsburgh when he's like twelve. I don't I don't need to I'm so upset that that you snagged them. I didn't know if you would have them or not. That's why I pushed them to my last pick. Oh that sucks. All right. Um. See, this is where it's going to be interesting too, because of the the number of people on social media, the the age, right, of of whether they know these names or not, which they won't, probably not. Give me uh, give me the Alomar family, at uh, at pick number five, Sandy Roberto Sandy Jr. I mean, all freaks. All freaks. Solid, pretty solid. That's that's solid for number five. I'll give you that. Yeah, I fielders. The fielders would have probably cemented probably, it for you. Yeah, nailed nailed the nailed it in for me. But it's okay. Uh, so I do have a duo on here, but you know, I'm I might play a little recency bias here. I might go. I might go with a, a sexier pick. More attractive right. pick to our listener base. I'm gonna go. Mm. <laughs> you really, really trying to save the day here, aren't you? I'm not going to save the day, but it's... I think you might. I think the fielders, Bonds, you're going to be okay. Look, because I'm I'm rounding this out with the last pick of the draft, I just want to reiterate that there will be people left off this list. Yes. And there's going to be, there's going to be outrage. I can already yes. see the messages and you know who you are. I can see you messaging the... me in all caps saying, how yeah. could you like just... Yeah. Yeah. Just know, just know mm-hmm. that I already know that those messages are on their way. Mm-hmm. 
With that said, I'm going to go with an individual whose dad was picked overall third in the Major League Draft, only to then beat him out by one pick. I like this. In the Major League Draft. And that's Bobby Witt Jr. and his father, Bobby Witt Sr. I like that. I still think it's going to be tough with the recognition. I know. I know. And at this point, I'm just going off integrity here. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, to, <laughs> to have a fifth round pick where a, a father son duo, obviously different times, but a father son duo where one gets drafted third overall and one gets drafted second overall. And by the way, the one who is the son of that duo is shaping out to be a pretty phenomenal. I think I just, I, yeah, I understand it. I just think it's a little early. A little it's, early. It's early, but. um, I got two honorable mentions. I couldn't really, I couldn't really figure out which way to go. Um, one honorable mention were the, the Giambis, <laughs> Jason and Jeremy. Uh, but oh, I felt I like you would have put that in I there. I felt like Jeremy just didn't do enough to add to that pot. And then I know that there's a lot of hate, a lot of hate, and sometimes rightfully so. But the Boone family is absolutely absurd. And that goes all the way back to grandpa and then dad and then two brothers. I mean, that is a family that has spent a long, long time in baseball. So I know that there's not a whole lot of love for Aaron Boone, which again, at times is understandable, but um, either way, that, that name was in the, in the conversation for me. I, uh, I had the, I mean, that's a, that's a great honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giambi's not so much, but the, not so the, much. That was just Boons, a fun one. That was Boons, just a fun one. The Boons, that's a, in terms yeah. of just like name legacy. Uh, that's, yeah. That's pretty solid. Uh, I had just on my list, not that I was seriously, just in case I got into crunch time and needed sure. a name or a yeah. duo. I had the Contreras brothers. The, uh, and I think that's what we're going to hear about most in the, yeah. in the comment section right now. And then I had the Seegers. Ooh, that's a good one, too. That's a sneaky one. I mean, both. Like, there's no, like, let's wait and see. Like, there's both of them so have many. already kind of tacked there's their... There's so many. I mean, the the Bichettes, right, that we just talked about one of them today, that's in the conversation. Um, I mean, the... Uh, it's still a little early, but the lighters, you know, when Jack finally breaks in and does his thing for the Rangers, I the think Clemens. he's gonna be pretty good. The Clemens, there's so many families, dude. It's it's a the fun, Bellingers, like, like yes, yeah, I was so gonna say many. you. It's a fun little fun little exercise. Yeah. If you're just bored, you're sitting on the crapper. Pull up Family Tree Baseball, mm-hmm. uh, f- like duos and trios, brothers, yeah. fathers. I used I used the baseball almanac. That was pretty easy. Just kind of scroll through the names. Yeah, you'll, like you you'll can, see a lot of guys there. You can sort it chronologically. You can find because you you'd be blown away. You, you'd be like, I did not know that person had a brother or a dad that played major right. league baseball. It's right. It's wild. Um, the Hayes. I I thought about the Hayes between Charlie and Cabrian. Thought about them for a really? sec. Yeah. So, I mean, 
Charlie has that like I don't know like the iconic moment for me where he caught that that fly that uh, foul territory pop up to win the World Series. I think ninety six for the Yanks. Yeah, see, so, like completely, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So there's just I mean there's so many names, but I I don't know, dude. I think this is probably our closest draft. I think no, you did good. No, I don't I, know if, if the wits. I don't know if the wits are gonna get you over the edge. No, but. Like if I didn't win, and again, I don't know what this says about me, but if I didn't win the MLB Man Crushes draft with the picks that I had, none of this matters. It, none of it matters. <laughs> I like, think Bonds, Bonds, and Ripken names alone are going to get you a, a lot of clicks. It doesn't matter. I am a hundred percent convinced that people vote based solely. They don't even see my first pick. The first they pick. see your first pick, and they go. Oh, I like that guy. Or, oh, I like that jersey. I'm going to vote for this guy. I don't even stand a chance, dude. I don't even, I have never stood a chance for as long as I've had the second overall pick. I think this is your chance. It's not. I'm I think you're in the take conversation. The L. It's going to be close. I'm going to take the fattest L. I'm rooting for you. Like at this point, you'd think it would almost become like a joke, like that. The listeners would rally behind me and just be like, let's vote this bum in. Let's just get him a dub, even though his picks are nah. to us trash, even though nah. I know my picks are great. No, they don't even care. They they don't even care about me. Nope. Sorry, pal. Although I'm not that sorry. Whatever. That's all I got. You got anything else for the people? Nope. Uh, 3-0 changeup coming up soon, right? Yeah, we may we may put a we may do one this week. We may not. I don't want to get in the rhythm of of yeah doing it to where people expect it. I want it to be like you know just oh yeah. there's a 3-0 changeup. Yep, yep, yep. We'll, we'll sit on it. We'll we'll think about yeah. it. Yeah, talked about it a bunch on the changeup episodes. But if you're not listening to those, totally fine. Um, but either way, uh, let's get ramped up for the season. Definitely use our our link in the bio for chalkboard. That's where I mean we're really gonna focus this year on just making that our main our main spot to be able to communicate with you guys. And we are right around the corner for um, fantasy baseball stuff. We're gonna chat about some of that and figure out what we're gonna do for the draft and how we're gonna pull teams. But everything is centralized around chalkboard. So if uh, if you guys are a fan of us, if you um, you know, want to support us in any way, please use that link in the bio. Um, and then the, the typical rate review, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. And, um, if you want to see the agony on Kyle's face, start, start watching YouTube. And, uh, also you see key. Oh yeah. Promo code three Oh take. That's our social <laughs> handle. $20 yeah. off your first purchase as a first time user. Cold hard cash. Cool. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. You're looking for tickets? You have oh, plans of friends or family thing. to make it to an upcoming game or concert or even looking months ahead to net on it to get tickets before they sell it. With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks to make it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use a promo 3-0-TAKE at your social handle at checkout to save $20 instantly on your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that? Mm, save uh, like three gallons worth of gas. Or like a carton of eggs, 20 bucks. Enter promo code 30TAKE. That's our social handle at checkout. That's all I got. Me too. Bye-bye. Ah, just kidding. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.